This season is sponsored by Future Farm, the revolutionary meatless meat food company from Brazil. They're cooking up products which can match and exceed our juicy meaty favourites on taste, texture and sizzling flavour using only 100% natural ingredients. My favourite? There's too much choice. But if I had to choose, hands down, it would be the future meatballs and future mints in my classic lasagna dish. And get this, they're standing up for some pretty big things too, like reclaiming the Amazon rainforest back by fostering the movement towards GMO-free and deforestation-free products in place of those that are unethical and illegal. Definitely not just another plant-based brand, hey? Very up my street. The full Future Farm range is available now at Sainsbury's. Hello and welcome to the Crazy Sexy Food Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Harley-Young. This podcast is all about the love of food and how it plays a part in our lives. I sit down with well-known personalities, industry insiders, and people who, well, just love their food to find out all about their life, career, and favorite tastes along the way. Today, I'm joined by TV personality and presenter Fern McCann. She first rocked our screens in 2013 when she was part of The Only Way is Essex. Upon leaving the show, she embarked on a presenting career fronting shows for Channel 5 and more recently this morning. As of 2017, Fern is the star of First Time Mum, or Is It Her Beautiful Daughter Sunday? A documentary series all about her experience as a single mother. But Fern is not just a pretty face. She has shown she has quite the talent in the kitchen from her many recipes and cook-alongs on Instagram to recently competing on Celebrity Best Home Cook. Fern's realistic approach to health, nutrition and lifestyle is seen through her Embodiment with Fern programme. There's lots going on for this lady and I cannot wait to discuss it all. Fern, hello and welcome. Hi, what a lovely intro. <laughs> I was like, wow, who's that girl? I could keep going. <laughs> oh, no, I'm excited. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. We finally got there. We had a few issues mm. with our tech, but that's Always all right. Always standard, standard techie issues. And and how is life treating you at the moment? Very good. I mean, I, I can't complain. I like to keep as positive as I possibly can whilst being in a lockdown. Not even going to go there because I think we're all pretty exhausted yeah, no. with the COVID yeah. chat. But um, yeah, life is good. I'm happy at home. I'm currently living with my gay BFF and my boyfriend and my three-year-old and my best friend's chow chow. So it's pretty busy. It's wild. Oh my God, that sounds like a party. It is <laughs> pretty mental here, but um, all is all is fun. Yeah, life is good. And have you had breakfast this morning? I have had breakfast this morning. I have the same breakfast every single day. Now I know it's going to be quite controversial, but I do have a shake because in the mornings I'm so busy and I just need that nutrition straight away as soon as I wake up. And Sunday is such a little madam. Like it's a fight just to get her nursery uniform on. So I just need that wake up, shake and go. Um, and then I'll train and then I will have something more substantial after, such as eggs on rye toast or avocado. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of breakfast, but for me, I actually spoke about this on Celebrity Best Time Cook, is breakfast isn't really something that I get to do that often. And I love it. I absolutely love breakfast. But um, it's always such a rush in the mornings for me. So I do prefer a weekend breakfast where you can leisurely take your time and have more of a brunch and get creative. I think having a shake in the morning is absolutely fine. I'm quite similar to you. I mean, I don't have kids, but I like to exercise first thing in the morning and I like to exercise on an empty stomach just because it works for me. Yeah. Because I do a lot of like cardio and I just don't have the time to like eat, let my stomach exactly. rest. I, I, I need to get on with my day. So actually I'm really into doing the shake and then having something later on exactly. in the morning as well. I don't like eating really early anyway. Like I've just woken up. I don't really want to eat like a whole meal. No, I think the first thing I'm quite strict with my I'm quite strict with my morning routine in terms of what I I eat and drink. So straight away I'll have um, a shot of Simprove, which really helps with your gut health. And I'll make sure that I'm always having a pint of water, and then I'll have my my herbal tea, and I'll sometimes have a shot of apple cider vinegar, and then I'll have my shake. So it's like I'm hitting my insides with all of all of that nutritious ugh, gut health product. So it's like, <laughs> Listen, trust me, I am like a gut health ambassador. Yeah. I'm all about that life. Seriously, do you know what? It's funny. You're the second person now that's spoken. No, I think you're the third that's spoken to me about Simprove. I really need to get some. Hannah, it's so good. It's so nice. And it comes into, I'm not an ambassador. This is not an ad. But I'm like, <laughs> when I like something, I can't stop talking about it. Yeah. But it comes in two flavours. But I always opt it for the original in anything. Like when it's like fruity, I'm like, no, I want to taste that raw, like, mm. uh, like it's doing something. But it's very good. I get that. So I want to take it back a little bit. You were born and raised in Essex, yeah. in Brentwood. Yeah. Talk to me about what life was like growing up. What were you eating? Who was cooking? Was food important? Food was so important in my household. My parents, I remember them always being in the kitchen and they were incredible hosts. So we always had people round for barbecues and our house was very busy. And actually that's rubbed off on how I am now because kind of when we're not in a lockdown, my friends are always at mine. I love that. Um, it does It does remind me of my childhood and very happy memories because I really feel like food brings people together. And that's exactly how it, it was when I was growing up. It was always centred around what we having for dinner. And when my parents had their friends round, it was planned around... Um, around the cooking. I do a lot of themed food nights. It's a lot of thought put into my cooking. And I think it just makes it more fun. And uh, yeah, just growing up, always, always in the kitchen with my mum and dad, they both individually were great cooks, completely different styles. And I could just remember being in the kitchen, being super helpful, getting involved. And with how my mum was, when I was a child, she really encouraged me and my sister to try lots of different foods. That's exactly how I am with Sunday because my biggest pet hate is fussy eaters. I haven't got time for it, Hannah. I'm not here Nor do I. I don't get it. You know, I don't, it, it, no. it really is a, a, a pet hate when people are like, oh, I don't like that. Have you tried it? 
How would you know? That see, that's that's my issue. Try it first. Yeah. Right. Because you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. No. That's my issue. And that's actually, uh, you know, you you actually have been raised very similar to how I was raised as well. And that's how I would want my future children mm. to be raised. Mm. And also, to be honest, my mum was quite strict. I don't know about yours, but it was you ate what was cooked and what was put on the table. Like, yes, yeah, some things were adapted, but, you know, you eat what the adults were eating. Absolutely. Like, there, there is no reason why you shouldn't have to. And that's exactly how I am with Sunday. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's a battle. Last night, I just whipped up a pasta dish and not always, we don't always sit down at the same time. So I understand sometimes she'll, throw a little tantrum but she just was refusing and I was like fine I rang my mum and I, I was like I'm not giving up so she didn't eat she didn't have a dessert she got in the bath and she went to bed I was like no I'm not gonna cook something else um yeah. but yeah I think it does it how how you're raised especially with food massively plays a big part with how you are how your relationship is with food as an adult. And since having a child and becoming a mother, I've been so conscious of that. And I'm like, okay, so how I am now and then boundaries and what I cook for her is actually gonna gonna shape how her relationship yeah. with food as as a teenager, as an adult. So it's it's very important to me. I'm a really rela- like laid back, relaxed parent. But with food, it's like, no, I'm strict. You mentioned that you like to do all like your themed evenings. What sort of nights have you had? Oh, so many, so many random ones as well. And especially because of the past year that we've had, we've had to search for fun in other ways because we can't go out and things like that. So it's so fun just to add a theme, whether it's colour, like a colour or a season or... Um, I've recently done one where it was a, a bagatelle beach club vibe. So truffle pizza. Oh, yes. yes, we made our own pizza dough and we had burrata and gorgeous different coloured tomatoes and a 12-year-old balsamic vinegar. You know, it's just it's just just finding a theme and, and being influenced off that theme. Truffle fries. Um, so, yeah, it's fun. It's all, I think it's about having fun with it as well. Definitely. I think if that, and I think that's the only thing I would really take as well from this year. I think, you know, the food has played a huge role, right? Major. You know, from the, from the, from the very beginning when people were stupidly queuing up for hours and trying to like stockpile their houses to a, probably a year later, us literally being like, what the hell can I cook tonight? I'm like, you know, I'm not inspired anymore. But I think having fun with it and finding out little things, whether it be like color coordination or seasons, yeah. or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, when we were out of, um, that one day we were out of lockdown at some point last year um <laughs> my friend held like a small little dinner yeah. for a couple of us and it was like a, it was like a mexican evening but it was a laugh yeah. you know yeah and it's just you've got to find some kind of pleasure from the madness at some point definitely i like to do um themed breakfasts as well so like Ooh. so you know I, I mean there was me saying that i don't um i don't get time for breakfast but when i do 
you sparked something off in my brain when you mentioned your Mexican night. I had done a Mexican themed breakfast the other the other week, which was so nice. So you take all your classic elements of a fryer up, but add a Mexican yeah. twist. So imagine you're baked beans, but you're just adding loads of Mexican spices and, you know, spicing them up with some jalapenos and chili and Cajun and just making it all like guac. When you think about it, a fry up you can every every element you can make it mexican you know passion oh, i love mm, mexican food. so do i so do i also oh, we're talking about themes if if you're stuck and you're thinking right okay what can i do as a theme we've done countries done areas we've done you can actually i get inspired by my friends so what their favorite foods are so it's my oh. my friend's 30th tomorrow and I'm doing him a dinner on on the weekend, and he's quite he's quite plain, and he loves his steak and chips and peppercorn sauce, and he's quite not standard because I mean that's a gorgeous meal. But I'm just okay. What are his favourite elements? He loves spice. He loves steak, and I'm just creating a really gorgeous menu inspired by Carl, my best friend. So you could get inspired and do themed nights on people. And that that's what I love. Oh my god, I'm gonna take that. I'm taking that. I I really inspired by a certain person. I really feel that food is such a form of love. So, you know, when you when you literally when you use that as a theme, like, okay, what 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 will they love? I'm gonna design a menu for everything that they love, but make it fit and everything like that. What a gorgeous present. And you know, what what else can you buy people for their birthdays? Near enough, everyone's yeah. having lockdown birthdays. And it's just so special when so much thought has gone into what you're cooking for someone. And I like I said, I massively feel like food is a form of love. And then growing up, was your relationship with food pretty standard? Was it healthy? Because when you were younger, before, sort of pre-Towie days, you were um, in beauty pageants. Right. This is so... Oh, God, this is so annoying. Or, I, or, or you no, weren't. I wasn't. <laughs> Do you know what? I spoke about this the other what? week. What? Oh, it's so annoying, Hannah. So basically, I don't know why, but this Essex beauty I don't even know what to call it because I was never in a beauty pageant there's nothing wrong with aspiring to be a beauty queen but I, it's not for me I've never entered one I've never who wanted, started I, that rumor honestly don't know whether it's a journalist way back when when I because I've never even said it I wouldn't say that and and it stuck with me <laughs> over all these years and it's so embarrassing because I have to say I'm really sorry but I I have never. That's not you. <laughs> that is not you. That's another Fern McCann somewhere, but it ain't it's you. It's not me. And I actually got asked the other day, what's the most random, like, fib or false um, story that someone's ever uh, wrote about you? And I was like, this pageant and it was is that. really annoying. But yeah, no. Sorry. Oh, my God. Sorry to burst the bubble. I obviously just mentioned Towie. Yeah. You know, that's kind of how we all originally know you from. Talk to me about that experience. What was it like? Would you do it again? You know, because I think I had, weirdly, my little random fact about me, which is true, not it's not false, <laughs> um, was that I nearly went on to Maiden Chelsea <gasps> way back, way back before Maiden Chelsea was Maiden Chelsea. They did a pilot and it was called like the Chelsea set. And my friend wrote me in to film a whole day and I remember doing it. And at the time I was like, I was at art school. I wanted to be a photographer. I was like, my God, this is really fun. 
Um, and I ended up not doing it. Um, and then I think about two or three years later, Made in Chelsea became Made in Chelsea. So I just would love to like get your thoughts on it. I mean, listen, it's given you the most incredible platform and career. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tell me about the experience. I think if you removing Towie out of the equation, if you look at yourself when you were 20, I was, I think I was like 22, 23 at the time. And now I'm 30. I was a completely different girl. I think when you're in your 20s, especially your early 20s, you're thrivelous, you're learning who you are, you're hanging around with people that you think you should be hanging around. You're just completely, <laughs> completely different and your views are just yeah. completely different. And I, I, at the time, I wanted to be famous. I think in school, I always... I always was in the school plays and I always was class clown and I always wanted to be someone. I wanted to be on stage. I wanted to entertain. I wanted to be famous. And, and honestly I, I did. And I think it was, it was almost, I don't know whether I want to call it not a recipe for disaster or the perfect storm, but I was the perfect I was the, the perfect person to be cast in a reality show because despite joining in series nine, which was actually quite late, where I was hungry mm. for it, and I guess I was quite savvy, I just, I I wanted that, that airtime and I wanted that fame. Um, but it was a really surreal experience because that was my reality at the time. I had a boyfriend on the show. I had best friends on the show. And it was really weird to see what, say if you had a fallout with a friend or a boyfriend, to see what they would say about you behind your back two days after. So there was always a constant reaction because you'd watch yeah. the show on a Wednesday or Sunday night and then Thursday or Monday morning, you was then filming, talking about what you've just seen. So it was it was a, it was a constant reaction and... Um, yeah, it was it was tough at times. It was a really tough gig because trolls were, were rife and you were exposing yourself to this whole new world and it was a new genre of TV and people just thought that they it was open season, especially someone like me. I played this character and then just continued it because I knew that that would get me airtime and because I wanted that fame. As I'm saying it now, it, it almost sounds really hard to hard to understand, but um, I absolutely don't regret it. And I had some incredible times on the show, um, and some of yeah, some of my best memories in in my twenties. But um, I will be forever grateful for the show because it was it was a platform, it was a springboard, and an amazing opportunity. Would I do it again? At the age now, no, not that sort of show, no. Like, that chapter in my life is closed. However, I've, I'm still doing reality TV, but it's just, you know, it's as me, so. I was about to say, it's a bit more on your terms now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. And it's it's about my life now, and I think I've done a lot yeah. of growing up and, you know, finding out who I, who I really am. And I, this is why I love First Time Mum, because obviously it's, it's for your entertainment and there's lots of moments that are definitely dramatized but um it's it's a show that's really close to my heart because I started it when I was pregnant and it's now I think like going into series six or series series six we start very series six this year and um 
people people that watch the show have seen me learn how to become a mum and seen Sunday grow up. So yeah, it's it's a it's a cute show. Totally different. And how and how does um Sunday feel about this life? I mean, how amazing as well in a way that she will have her childhood documented. Yeah. You know, not many people get to get to say that, you know, when she's older, she'll get to sit down and kind of like watch it all. You know, what's it like kind of having the cameras whilst you're also probably navigating new things yourself, you know, as the title suggests, first time mum, you know, that's that's a tough road just as it is. Yeah. Um, you know, how has that been for, for you guys? I mean, there's there was times at the very start of filming first time mum that were quite difficult because say you have to address a situation that's that's out there in the press that's that's when it becomes hard because it's like oh like it's out there so I kind of have to cover it on my show otherwise it would be weird but now it's um it's it's really fun we've been with the same team since I was pregnant and they're like extended members of the family and Sunday just is quite used to it it sounds really weird but she just she's just her but for me yeah it's it's definitely nice to have those moments documented and I can't wait to show her she's at 18 because she'll be like (laughs) she's gonna be like what (laughs) and obviously like being in the limelight I think you kind of mentioned it a bit when you were talking about Tari you know it comes with and it, I'm going to say this generalised, but also it depends how you want to take it on. But it does come with its pressures of looking a certain way, conforming to what people expect of you, you know, in terms of whether it be your physical appearance, mentally, emotionally, whatever. You know, do you feel pressures to look a certain way since you've been on on screen? Not now, but I have done. I think... Growing up, like in my 20s, I was like, definitely, I don't know, yes and no, because I've, I feel like I, I've always felt comfortable in my own skin. Yes, you feel the pressures. I definitely felt the pressure after giving birth that I had to bounce back. Um, and yeah, you, you get influenced. It's, it's more influenced than pressure. Because I think mm. if I if I wouldn't if I want to dress or be or look a certain way, then I will. It's more of an influence. Oh, I like that. I like that. I don't necessarily feel the pressure, but I know girls do. I think the the world that we're living in now with like Instagram is scary, isn't it? And I do try to not use those filters for me. Not not so yeah. much for like, no. I know when you press that X on Instagram, you're like oh. Like, you, you'd be like oh my god like I've had a glow up and then you press the little x and it's like you look like an oh ogre and it's like oh it's not good for the mental health is it With no it's health. really not and do you know what I always say is I'm so glad that I grew up because we're similar age I'm a, I'm a couple years older than you but that I grew up without social media yeah, because I don't know if that I just wouldn't it was a recipe for disaster for me as a teenager if I'd had social media yeah. like we do now. yeah well like no way do you remember um I I used to love MSN I was on it every single oh, night me too. I was on it every night like BRB my mum's just made dinner yeah. I'll be back yes. I had all my and you put your status yeah. as well you'd like set your status but like it did it definitely started it, it was starting because I used to have this website called a Pixo website. Did you have one? 
and um, no. where you created your own website. And we used to do like rate my mates and then I'd have pictures of all my mates and, and would have like one, two, three. And then you could add on your website like a little box where people would write, oh, yeah, two isn't looking so good or I would definitely want to take out number three. And it was like it started back then. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's probably a little bit. It's mad. But it's evolved, isn't it? I'm scared. It has evolved. And, and our children, you know, the, what the children are, have, have got to, to come because the filters, the it's scary. I think you just got to protect your kids as much as possible. Limit it. Totally. I think it just needs to be in moderation. Yeah. At the same time, yeah. I watched a video this morning where um, some guy was doing, you know, that whole um instagram versus reality body movement where they're like somebody's look like this and somebody's look like this. oh yeah and he was like yeah. i'm sick of it and do you know what it actually made me giggle because i was like so am i like i i'm i get that the angles and you might add a little filter and you know this that and you're always going to put your best version of yourself but sometimes i'm a little bit like you put in this, this, oh, you know, this is what I look like on, on a hangover or this is my body too with all the cellulite. Honeys, we all have cellulite, you know. But I, <laughs> I just choose not to put mine on my Instagram. But it's just yeah. like I also feel like you're putting the real you also for the same reason why you're putting the best version of you because you want that attention and you want the like oh look at her like mm. being such a really no I'm not here for it no <laughs> I can't be asked I really and also I just like it's a lot of effort mm. who's got the time for me I would look at your profile and I'm much more likely to go through it and scroll and actually enjoy looking at it than something that's so highly filtered mm. and contrived because it make you're more relatable in that mm. way you know like I just I don't know I think we're going to see a huge shift in 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 the in in the next few years where and I already am starting to see I it am. where that very contrived look that's so filtered that you practically like look like a doll mm. I think it's it's sort of going out of fashion so to speak I love candid edgy shots I wish see I wish I could be more cool where they're just like captured in the moment and some girls <laughs> yes. are so cool and it's like but I actually think that's a lot of effort as well mm. those like super mm. edgy um but yeah, yeah no I'm really into film I love editing and I love shoot that's this is why I love tv I love film I love I love the whole process of working on a project from start to finish working with the production and all of that and I love editing if I get a job or if I work with a brand I'm I will always say let's 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 make a video Let's see the personality. Yeah. And I love stills and I love pictures. Um, and they're, they're, they're nice to look at. But I like to, I just, this is why I'm not, I'm not fussed about bloggers. And some of these bloggers, and I'm, I've met them in real life, right? And I'm not here to, to start, you know, going, I, I don't know why. I want to get back onto the subject of food lively. I don't know why I'm saying this. I've met some bloggers at, 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 uh, that I've followed and that, I've, that have influenced me. And I'm like, they're so cool. But you meet them and you're like, babes, I'll follow you. We, we've had connections online and you're not even looking at me. So that's the yeah. maddest thing is you can be influenced by someone 
that this is why I love I love video and and podcasts as well. You can hear that personality. Well, it, it's a, it's a real form of communication, Ooh. right? It's sort of taking it back to how it should be because there are people out there who don't even know how to pick up a phone and call someone. Oh. Like that's kind of like become like a lost form of communication. Sometimes I even even I'm guilty of it. Sometimes I'm like, why am I not just picking up a phone? Yeah. Why am I communicating with you through WhatsApp or even like sliding into someone's DMs? Like, just pick up a yeah. phone. I've seen a meme like, that says, um, if it's textable, don't call me. And I'm like, <laughs> I I think my friends must must think that about me because I'm like, it's so much quicker. I, I'm yeah. really impatient. And by the time I've sent the message, Oh, 12, 12. I'm big into numbers. And um, by the time... Oh, I'm, I'm 12, 34. One, two, three, four. It's tattooed on my wrist. Wow. Yeah. Is that your number? I'm into numerology. That, but it's written in, in um, Iranian because I'm half Iranian. But it's written 12, 34. So why 12, 34? So I looked into it. So every time I looked at the clock, whether it was like around lunchtime or around midnight, I always got 12.34, looked into it. And um, I looked at my birth certificate and I'm born at 12.34 lunchtime. Stop. That has given mm. me Yes. Yes, I love that. I know. I'm really Ooh, into so stuff am like I, that. So am I. I get goosebumps. Yeah. I love all of that. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So obviously you had to get a tattoo because, you know, why not? Have you got any other <laughs> tattoos? Oh, that which is um so this is a witch so it looks like a heart but it's actually a witch's heart can you see how it like yeah. tapers off yeah it can um because i'm born on halloween but it's actually the first drawing that my mum ever taught me how to draw so that's actually her that's her drawing that's been stenciled on me love it yeah I think some people would call that a sacred heart i think in the Chris in christianity it's called a sacred Beautiful. heart I am. Um, I'd love to get a tattoo, and I've got to thirty years old. I've not, you know, I've not had one, and now I'm like, I want loads, and I've, I keep getting loads of little ideas, and then I'm like, oh, shall I? And then I'm like, yeah, tell me the idea, but I don't know. There, there has to be a proper reason behind getting yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? I don't like all this. Like, oh, I'm just getting one for the sake of it. Anyway, from tattoos to food, yes. you have just, we've just finished watching you on Celebrity Best Home Cook, mm -hmm. which may I say was absolutely brilliant. Mm -hmm. You got to the semi-finals. Well Thank done. You. You've obviously spoken about why you love cooking. Um, but is there any other, so for me, like, especially with baking, I find baking really therapeutic. Is there anything else about cooking that kind of like gets you going? Because I find it like it's a way for me to like switch off. Exactly the same. Do you get that yes, feeling as well? Not with baking. Oh God, no. <laughs> Although, can we just talk oh, about no. your um, happy breakup? Yeah, cake? it was fun, wasn't it? It was special. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> it was off the scale. It was, it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was the second time I've ever baked a cake in my life, and the first time was when I practiced it. So, with Celebrity Best Home Cook, we get um, we get themes for the for the ultimate which is the mary's round so it was like you know a, a tv dinner a themed three-layered cake and it had specific requirements so with the cake you had to have three layers and it had to be for a celebration so i 
went for the the happy heartbreak, happy breakup, whatever you want to call it, cake. And I had so much fun. And the reason why I really had a lot of fun and just let my hair down with it was because I'm not a baker. I'm I'm not. I'm definitely not gonna it's not inspired me to bake more I'm just not I don't like it like if you're saying what gets me going in the kitchen it is just being creative and having that freedom and not being specific which is everything that you've got to be when you're a baker and um Mm. yeah it was so much fun and I just love the theme and pink champagne and everything that you would want to indulge and eat and drink when you're going for a breakup and I've definitely had my fair share of, you know, heartbreaks. And it was so fun to do that. Because I find myself obviously scrolling like through Instagram or, or any website and just like looking at food. But literally I was like, oh my God, I see that bit. Oh, I see that chocolate. Oh, I see that that pretzel or the popcorn. Oh my God. Yeah, it was fun. It was so good. And as an adult, um, I know you said that in your childhood, you know, your relationship with food was very healthy. You've obviously sort of through through your love of food, through your love of fitness, well-being, you've created Embodiment by Fern. For anyone that doesn't know what that is, can you explain it? So Embodiment, I mean, it's it's not even been launched for a year. And in the short period of time, it's invo- evolved even more. Initially, it started off as um, a fitness platform for particularly women to achieve their body goals but now it's it's so much more and I I just wanted to implement and involve everything that I do in my life to make me feel good because I now know um I always say as a 30 year old woman but um it was a big deal turning 30 as you can probably tell um as a 30 year old woman (laughs) it's not just working out to make you feel good about yourself and I I realised that you can work towards your body goal, get there and still not feel complete and happy. So it's everything else from meditation to nutrition to fitting it in around your children, um, relationship. It's just so much more that that goes into it. And that's exactly what embodiment is. It's a wellness platform. We blog, we encourage, we motivate from all different types of workouts to guiding and supporting people along their nutrition goals and its relationship advice. I recently done a live um, speaking to a, a sex therapist. Um, we, oh, wow. we done this whole um, series of workouts for your pelvic floor muscles. So yeah, it's a lot of um, like female friendly related issues and goals and that sort of thing. So yeah. Tell me what a normal day in food is for you. Um, we've done the breakfast. We've done the breakfast. So I've had my shake. Um, and then if I've really had a major workout, then I will definitely be having some sort of scrambled eggs, avocado, minus the rye bread if I've had my shake. Right, right. Let me just, because I I could go into too much detail. So for lunch, I love to make salads and when people are like oh salads are boring like I they just excite me so much I just make them as colorful as possible and I love a, I salad. Love a salad I love making my own dressings for me the main event is always our dinners and I plan them throughout the week and I have it on my fridge and I literally tick them off and it gives me so much pleasure that I'm like yeah we've made that 
Um, and I'm big on food waste as well. No food gets wasted in my house. So even if um, it's not on my food, if I've not planned it, then I'll create something. And honestly, this is my biggest my my biggest tip is if you've got an ingredient, I use Pinterest so much for my inspiration. Mm. So I know lots of uh, lots of girls will be planning their weddings um, and looking at interior design and this and that and quotes and what have you. But it's so useful for your food recipe. So I will literally type in. For example, aubergine, and it will pull up, pull up so many. And I'm so attracted by visuals. And then you you could just pick inspirations from that, and then I'll then open the back of a recipe book and think, oh, aubergine. And then I'll pluck idea ideas from the Pinterest, ideas from Delia's classic collection, ideas from um, from all sorts. And then I'll text my mum, and then I'll just create something. But yeah, dinners are definitely the main event. I like to keep it. Um, relatively healthy and balanced and it, again it will be themed so I'll if I've got loads of coriander and lemongrass and ginger and chili and garlic then I'll do something Asian if I've if obviously I live with two men now so they love their like stodge then I'll do something like British yeah. and classic and packed with pastry and this and that and carbs I'm actually taking some inspiration from you as you're talking I'm thinking god I don't use Insta uh, I don't use a Pinterest like that I'm gonna start yes. doing that and do you know what this is what because we speak about social media and the generation that we're living in now and the world that we're living in and it could be really you know really kind of rubbish for the mental health the filters and all of this and you can compare yourself to others and all the negative sides but actually if you can use it usefully and I love the bookmark section on Instagram because you can save and go back and actually, oh, yeah. what was that that I saw and the videos and the reels and you can definitely get inspired. And that's the really positive sides for social social media. And um, yeah, Pinterest is my go-to. It's my go-to for inspiration with food. Yeah. So good. Do you know what else I take from Pinterest as well? A workout. Really? I feel like I'm giving away my biggest secret here. So I'm really into like hit training. Yeah. And you will be so surprised how many amazing circuits are on Pinterest. Ah, I'm going to check it out. Mm, I have like a whole, um, what do you call it? Like a whole board. Yeah. Like, and I split it up into different, for different body um, parts. So like my upper body circuits, my lower body, my core, home workouts, uh, workouts that incorporate a bit of running, whatever it might be. So I can just choose day to day. So I don't need to think about yeah. it. I don't want to spend an hour being like, oh, what should I do today? No, I like to have everything planned. Uh, in our next life, when things open up, where are some of your favourite restaurants to go? Oh, I've got so... Do you remember that life? <laughs> no, I literally <laughs> keep looking at my shoes because uh, I love shoes and bags I'm just yeah just as much as I love food and I'm like when are they gonna see Come out. <laughs> see the day of light um the light of day sorry um I love oh what do I love my go-to and this is um oh, it's good. people are gonna be like oh whatever because it's not it's so commercial is Amazonico so it's in Mayfair but I just 
I just yeah. love it because for me as well, I really, and this is, this is what I'm big on with food, is I love to create a feeling and an atmosphere when I'm cooking at home. It's not just, yes, it's all about the food. It's my favorite topic of conversation, but I love to, to set the ambiance. You know, it's the, yeah. it's the whole experience. It's the whole experience. It's the conversation. It's the it's the music yeah. that you play. It's the wine that you pour, and 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 that's why I love the themed night. So yes, I I appreciate great food, but I still love like a bougie, great atmosphere, live band over in the corner, um, and Amazonico. I just think ticks all the boxes. It's it's oh, their baked cheese is just so yummy. I finish all of my chats with a few quick fire questions. Yes, love. Okay. So, my favourite snack of all time is a packet of crisps. Is it? What is your favourite flavour <laughs> of crisps? Oh my god! Oh, I was like, what's, I was like, what's your favourite snack? I was like, oh, I love a snack. Okay, this is such a good question because I love crisps too. Yay! I, I'm gonna. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. I'm, but it's also a tough it's, question. No, it. like, I can see you're taking it seriously. I'm, She's taking it seriously. <laughs> She's really thinking about like, it. Oh, God, because that's really nice with that dip. And no, right, let's just say, okay, if yeah. I'm going to go classic and one that really is always been my go-to, I'm a big fan of smoky bacon. <gasps> oh, yeah. Do love a prawn cocktail as well. But if I'm going to be a little bit, you know, what am I going to put? for a nibble if I'm having a dinner party on the side, then I'm going to go for, I love truffle. So a truffle flavoured crisp. Are you, do you, have you, have you tried the, um, the Spanish ones called Torres? Yes, I had them the other night. They're so good. And I love the packaging. Oh they market God. themselves really yeah. well. And they, yeah, they're unreal. Beautiful. Can we just go back to the smoky bacon for a second? Mm. Are we talking about like a smoky bacon, just like a potato crisp? crisp or are we talking about like a frazzles i mean frazzles <laughs> my mouth is watering and it's being really good me and sunday love frazzles they are just i love like, frazzles the, the fact that they taste that strong <laughs> it can't be good for you but no i was actually just talking about a classic potato smoky bacon but frazzles are fine frazzles like drenched in sour cream and chives. Oh, it. oh stop. <laughs> stop it. Unreal. No, I've got a really good one. This is someone's recipe, so but I don't know who. Um, not that it's cooking, but it's so nice. Vegetable crisps. So your classic beetroot, because um, I know there's lots of variations now, but your classic beetroot, parsnip, carrot, vegetable crisps, crisps with soft goat's cheese dolloped in the middle, Drizzle sweet chili sauce in the middle as your guests are arriving. Oh, stop it now! It'll be soft goat's cheese in the. It's really nice. Ooh. That is someone's recipe, so I can't claim that it's mine. Okay, next question: What is the craziest food you've ever eaten? Oh, I mean, it's got to be a live <laughs> spider, and I hate to bring it up because it had so many <laughs> offcom complaints, but that wasn't my fault. I was hungry and I wanted to win the gold stars. So Damn when I was right. in the jungle, I I got picked for the eating challenge, and it was actually we, uh, it was for your meal. So it was me, Vicky, and George in the final, and I was eating the stars for our main meals, our luxury main meals. Um, so I had yeah. to do it, 
And I think, I can't even remember, but yeah, there was some sort of pig's brain and testicle and the live spider. It was insane. Very cruel at the time, but you know. When you're biting into it, <laughs> was there like any crunch? It was It was the fear that I was eating something live and it'd be live in my mouth. Yeah, I think that's, um, yeah. But it was very, it, there was no crunch. It was, it was fine. It was, you know, it's just okay. the leg. And what did it taste like? It didn't taste of anything. So it was more that it actually took me 20 minutes to gear myself up, but they couldn't show me. They wow. had to cut so much out just to eat that. Right? Yeah, I've always read that, especially in that particular trial. It's obviously not as quick as what the viewers yeah. are seeing. You're literally there for like hours. Exactly. They've got to condense it and make a TV show. So, yeah, it was. Um... Well, you take the biscuit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What about you? What's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? God, no one's asked me that. Now you're putting me on the spot. I feel like, I, I'll be honest with you, I like to try everything, but I don't feel like my craziest thing is anything exciting. I actually don't know. You're going to have to give me some time on that one. I mean, I, I like I mean, I mean, like things like caviar and things mm. like that, but that's not crazy for me. That's no, normally like, delightful. I bloody love it. Um, but that is crazy. Isn't I, it, isn't I'll it? tell you what I have tried. I tried something called kudu in South Africa, right? Which is some um, kind of meat. Oh, is it? Is it in pate form? Oh no, because South Africa they have the um, what's it called? It's big, and I've literally been there recently. Yeah, I've forgotten the name. Yeah. Anyways, um, I love yeah. eel as well. That's quite random. People turn their nose up. Don't love eel, but I like things like herring. I like herring, oh, but I don't like eel. My dad so loves Oh, nice. Yeah, no, yeah. I love herring. What has been your most memorable meal? My most memorable meal? I'm going to say my sister's wedding because it was just so thought out. And again, my sister's a big foodie. And the caterers, I think, you know, wedding food is such hit or miss. And it was all mm. sharing. So, you know, when you go to a wedding and it's just really like, it, it's cold. It's not going to be, it's just not great. It's so standard. You're going to have yeah. some sort of steak and it's just, yeah, um, not inspiring. But it was, they had all like sharing pavlovas with edible flowers and passion fruit. Ooh. And yeah, it was so good. And they had like almost like a barbecue so I think that was really special and it was in the barn and it was definitely memorable. And the canapes were just insane, just really hearty, delightful. So, yeah, that's the one that, that comes to the top of my my mind. Okay. What food sums up happiness for you? Wow. Do you know what? I've just thought of something and anyone that has, has given birth will know. This pops to my mind. This is so silly. A memorable moment with food is they they give you after you've had you know after you've given birth and you calm down and everything's fine and you're still in your room where you've given birth and then they make you toast and it is so and yeah. it is the best because you're so exhausted you're not gonna eat. of course and you also haven't eaten exactly for a while. and it's just that that actually sticks out because it's like what do you want on your toast and it's the best bit of toast you'll ever eat um what what food sums up happiness i'm gonna pick between two 
barbecues because I'm such a summer chick and barbecues you can just get so creative and again I like mm. to theme a barbecue as well and I love the sides and yeah just so so gorgeous and just fun and everyone's got smiles on their faces or a roast dinner I spoke about this loads in and it was one of the ultimates for celebrity best known cook was was a roast dinner and for me it reminds me of my of my family it brings back a lot of memories and I do not every Sunday but I do like to do a variation of some sort of roast dinner most Sundays because that's just traditional that's what my family does what my grandparents done and and it goes back to to whatever and I think that it's it's definitely a meal that brings the whole family together all generations now I've got a 90 year old granddad and a three-year-old child and and that's we all come to obviously not at at these sort of times but um I just love a roast love a roast wholesome it's so comforting as well exactly final question (sighs) live to eat or eat to live oh live to eat is that right? Yes. 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 Obviously. <laughs> I, Do you know what's so funny? I, I always respond to this being like, yeah, you said the right answer. There's obviously no right or wrong. But living to eat is basically uh, saying you love your oh, food. Yes. You know, like that's what life is all about. And you obviously, you encapsulate all yeah. of that, especially with like the way you were raised and the way that you think about food. Yeah. Um, it's been so lovely chatting with you. So Fern. fun, Hannah. I've loved it. Oh, so lovely. And I really hope that when things change, you know, we can catch up over a barbecue. I'd like to come to a themed night. I've invited myself Why already. Why don't we cook together? Because it's one, oh, it's I one love thing that. cooking for people, but it's another. When you get two foodies, when you're in the kitchen together and cooking together, that's so fun. We should do that. Yeah. I think we should do a Mexican oh, evening. Nice. We could do a Mexican day. Because I've like breakfast. Let's lunch. do a Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Also, I have some fabulous tips on how to serve your tequila because I make the best margarita in town. Oh my god! I love tequila. Tequila. <laughs> love it. Yes. I've also got a poncho and a sombrero, so I'm just going to be showing up in the full outfit. Oh my god, that sounds mega. <laughs> I take it very seriously. I take it very love seriously. It. <laughs> Thank you so much. You can follow Fern on social media at Fern McCann. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in. If you love what you hear, please subscribe and review. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Crazy Sexy Food and check out the Crazy Sexy Food YouTube channel. Until next time. Bye.